And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. Monday night. It is the 13th of December. We're two rounds into the season, and we're here to talk tonight about a loss against the Hawks on the weekend. Uh, it was a tough, tough L to take. We're going to go through a lot of it, talk about some of the stats, talk about some of the game as well. And then we're going to preview the upcoming massive, massive round three game week. So uh, all those fantasy people out there, get your kings in the fantasy uh, team for a three-week special. Um, yes. We'll also, yeah, shout out that fantasy league that we opened up. We'll, we'll let everyone know to, how to join that, get your uh, team into that. We'll talk tips and anything else we will also cover tonight. But as always, you can find us on Facebook. We're live right now on Facebook and on YouTube, you can watch us back in replay and you can watch us back in Facebook on replay. And if you want to listen to us in audio form, you can hear us on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. So definitely get in there and give us a rating and review and let us know what you think. Uh, five star, that'd be great. Get us out there. And yeah, I think that's that's about it for intros. It was a tough, tough L to take that game. Yeah, but against the Hawks. Was it though? I mean, Jalen Adams gets called day, and then RJ Hunter gets called game time, and you're kind of like, well, you're kind of down. Two of your imports, um, Jerome Martin had a shocker, and yeah. you, you kind of go to your, your deep bench, and man, they put up the fight. The Warriors is a top three team, like easily top three mm. team. Um, Duop Reith, I've said this a million times on this podcast, is the pickup of of the of the. The NBL this year, he is a such a good player, and we saw it on on on, um, on Sunday afternoon. He just stretches the floor, can play inside, plays bigs, bigger than all your guys, gets the tip ins long. He's always in the right places, you know, a true professional. So you can understand why he was picked for the Boomers. And it's a pretty now, plus shooting too, like yeah, some of those yeah. shots were pretty timely. Yeah, man, he's got the step back, he's got the the mid range game, he's got the rim game. He's a pretty complete package, man, and that's. That's saying something. I mean, Tyler, Tyler Harvey was just throwing up absolutely flaming dog shit all night. Um, you know, that that's, team, what do you mean all night? That's, that's just, all he does. Yeah, just just flaming, absolutely flaming garbage, man. That that team is really built around Duop, which is, you know, Gordon's a good coach and they and they, they had a good stretch there. But um, yeah, our boys did well. We played well. Um, and there's there's definitely sparks. There's also Coach Buford being a little bit like. We've got to get every man his dog in this game, which I think is a little bit too. It's a, it's a forty minutes, not NBA. Like you don't really have to go to that deep bench, uh, especially in in games like this. But I still still think he's kind of trying to find out his best rhythm. I mean, Jalen Galloway played pretty much everyone played, which is uh, except obviously the, the the two injured players, which you know probably could have had a shorter rotation. There was part there was times you're like this combination didn't look good. Um, and I haven't really seen that since kind of the beginning of 40s reign last year. And and obviously Andrew Gaze's lineups were like, what what are you doing? Um, but I saw some lineups I didn't like. I saw um, a lot of quick rotation, which again, I don't like. I like guys that are getting out there, getting runs together. I just feel like no one could build runs. No one was getting found in the corners. Um, we didn't see a lot of mature maker. We saw a bit of McCure. Yeah, just three um, minutes of mature maker. Um, so, I mean, coming from beast mode, game one to three minutes, game two, against a Duop Wreath is 
a little bit strange for my lines because Jerome Martin was just getting absolutely trounced by Juob. It's just you just can't defend him in in the low post mm. um, and on the O boards. It's just it's too easy, and um, you know the Froling brothers carry the most disappointing Froling, and um, the other Froling on the O boards is has his head got bigger. I don't know, man. It's he was standing uglier. on the block for a free throw, and he was talking to someone, and his head looked like massive. I was like, <laughs> "What is going on with that head? It's huge." Yeah, Illawarra is probably the second deepest team. I think you know when you've got Harry Froling coming in for a bit of garbage minutes, that's 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 a pretty good, pretty mm. good team. Yeah, um, nine minutes of three. Yeah, no, pretty solid night, four rebounds. Since that first like first season at Adelaide, he has looked absolutely atrocious. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's the gorgeous thing, though, right, is to pick up these players and make them better. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes the season with us. Look, oh, you know, Froling's back. Like, he, he yeah. found a use for him. But at the same time, it's Froling. And how many times have we seen that over the last, like, four years where you're just like, oh, Brisbane, you know, could could restart his career at Brisbane? No, nah, didn't happen. Um, but this, if you look at the, uh, the shot chart or the uh, box score, 8 of 15 for Cleveland, 5 of 17 for Harvey, 5 of 13 for Jessup, 12 of 17 for Duol Breath. And, like, that's that's pretty big volumes for some of these scorers on that team. Then you look at our team and you've got Glover taking 16 shots, 6 of 16. Then from there you've got Jarrell Martin, four, 5 of 12, and uh, Cooks and Bruce, 4 of 10 each. It's, like, I was thinking about it over the last couple of days and, like, we, we've got a lot of good players, but we don't necessarily have just scorers, like, Two, two or three scorers where you go, right, you're going to take, you know, between 16 and 20 shots tonight and it's mm. going to be reliable. Like Martin was that guy last year and Martin is that guy. Yeah. But from what I've seen of this team this year, like I said in the first week, I'm kind of a bit just like doesn't fit. Like it doesn't really make sense to have him, you know, play his style in this team. Yeah, I think there's, there's too many uh, too many hands in the cookie jar. There's too many guys that kind of, you know, maybe, uh, and again, that's that's the, maybe that's like a, a, a Buford, you know, finding his kind of rhythm. But there's a lot of hands in the cookie jar. There's a lot of guys that seem like they want to take a lot of shots. Um, you know, we've still got DJ to come back, which mm-hmm. is going to be a brilliant mm-hmm. addition. And, uh, I mean, Adams was sorely missed. Then you've got RJ Hunter in there as well. It's a very deep team, and even with two injuries out to take, you know, Illawarra to the fourth quarter, who are completely healthy, mm. I think says something a lot about what this team can can do um, and and what it can achieve. And once it gets its rosters uh, down pat and some of its lineups, you know, in the right spot, it's you don't need to play three two development players. I think that's the that's the problem, right? Is that you know they're there to to learn the craft and to become better. Um, but you know, I probably could have thought of two less players on that court uh, last night, and, and still been, you know, um, got some other guys some more minutes. So it's an interesting uh, style that Buford plays. He plays this high energy octane style where he gets mm. guys in and out quickly. Spread too. It's like yeah. very spread, and a lot of outside shooting five out, mm. and that's that's tied back into Martin. That's where. Martin's, I don't feel like Jarrell Martin fits with his five-out fast no, style. It's like, he's, no, he's, we need to slow he's down. kind of clear the four on the weak side and get him in the post. And mm. maybe that's – you can see a lot of high pick and rolls, but – and you, you kind of think Geordie would be better for that high pick and roll because he's a kind of a bigger bigger dude than Jarrell, a bit more athletic. 
Um, Jarrell's a great finisher around the rim, but less athletic. Mm. Um, so you, you kind of want Geordie to, to finish that. I, I do like the high pick and rolls. They go to a fair bit. And you know what? A lot of turnovers, turnovers off the pick and roll. It's something that Sydney hasn't really played in the last three years. Mm. Is that high pick and roll? That's something Will Weaver never went to, and Forty never went to it. So, it's does it it's, work in FIBA though? Really? I think you'll learn pretty quickly that it doesn't. It depends. You have to get some pretty good players. I think it worked well with Jordan Hunter because mm. Jordan Hunter is good at diving to the rim. Yeah, um, yeah, that's one thing he's really good with, and it, like that should have been in in his arsenal last year. Just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's a good thing. Maybe when he's back, that'll be something. But how does even how, how does Hunter coming back into this team? It just blows my mind. How many mm. players do we have? Yeah, there's a lot of players there. It's absurd. It's absurd. You know, it's, he he was listed. He's listed on this box score. But just just looking through, so um, Swaka Lobaluk got the start, which I thought was a bit like, oh, okay, fair enough. I thought played really you know, well. Played really well. Yeah. I, in my mind played like you know what it is. He's a defensive menace. Mm. Um, he kind of sticks to guys. He's really long. You know, he's a good. He's, he's like a Sunday Dej clone. Just like can shoot the three ball if his feet are set. Can't really play around the rim, but he's a defensive menace, and that's kind of what he's in the team for. And I, I was surprised, but he, he did well. I think he played well. Yeah, it was it was good to see him. Eleven points, four of seven, uh, two or three from two, and then two or four from three. It's it's still this kind of like Sean Bruce plus another guy and. The only one that I've ever seen kind of have a real combination with Sean Bruce is kind of Casper Ware if everyone gets out of their way. But yeah. it's it's a or, or Shawnee Bruce in the second unit. Like it just yeah. it's like Bruce, I don't know. I, I like him, I like his hustle, he's solid, but he just he has this kind of like off ball knack of just kind of clogging up the offense a little bit. But at the same time, like you, you put him in these lineups with Cooks and then Drew Martin and Glover, I don't think is a real shot creator, like a natural shot creator either. So you, you're asking him while the other guys are out to create shots. And, you know, six of 16, he had a pretty good night, but you don't look at him and go, that's a shot creator. You kind of, he likes to catch and shoot or, you know, come off a screen and shoot the ball. And it it's five out, it's fast. And then you just like, but this roster is a jumble. Like it's just a jumble of players. And I, I guess as we go along this season, we're going to see how it goes. Jordy Hunt is going to come back. Like RJ Hunt is going to come back. Um, you're going to get DJ to come back as well. <clears throat> Got a bit fighting a bit of a, uh, a lurgy. It's pretty pretty nasty. But um, it's it's going to be a style where he's going to have to adapt. And like we were talking about pick and roll, you watch Perth and you watch Melbourne and they've got a unique style of pick and roll. Like you can see that it's just like, oh, 12 seasons in the NBL and now you kind of have just, well, not just, but like now you've developed this kind of NBL style pick and roll where there's a lot of late screen action, a lot of dive, a lot of like yeah, cut and, and slip a, screen and stuff like that. There's also a lot of float game. You look at who, how they play. It's the high pick and roll to the kind of free throw line floater. It's, mm. not, it's, not, it's not guys trying to finish around the rim. Mm. And that kind of works in FIFA because it's hard for the, the center to come out and, and take the man off off the roll, um, and you know he's got to kind of stay in his lane and stay in in, in the semicircle, and then you know you, you, there's your floater, mm. but you're just essentially going up for a contested shot there, which is kind of the negligible if it's a good shot blocker like you know um, GRC is going to be it's going to it's going to be hard to do to Phoenix. There's a lot of guys it's going to be hard to do this season because they're good you know they're good rim protectors. So uh, you know and we don't yeah I don't Jarrell Martin doesn't have a float game. Um, 
I think Jalen Adams will have a float game. We'll see more of that. But you know, that's that's who we're missing this game. But again, early season. Yeah. You just gotta you just gotta get to the top four, which I, I still have a lot of faith that we do. But I, I do see that, you know, maybe this is why RJ Hunter is not in the NBA is because his knees are kind of like tic tacs and it's gonna be like game day to game day decisions. Yeah, is he is he carrying an injury? He's carrying tendonitis in the knee, which is just mm. he just it's never is that right. that code for like I can't play more than you know one game a week. It's it's code for yeah. That's it's kind of like maybe they got him on a good deal because he really can't play volume. He's just going to be there if he's there, and we've got such a deep roster. It doesn't really matter. He's just a bonus bonus player for his in. You know, um, yeah. Knee tenderness is one of the things is you, you just don't know week to week how it's mm. gonna how it's gonna flare up. And I think if we had uh, you know if we probably had DJ back you could probably get away with having like RJ as maybe, you know, the, the older style, oh, you play one game a week or like bring him yeah. in and out and leave, like leave him out of the team a little bit. Um, but the other thing too, is it lets Bales get some more minutes too. And I think, mm. you know, him having more minutes, he had four turnovers, but still just a presence. Like I, I think against the Hawks team where I feel like the Hawks are a little bit more established in the fact that they have some younger guys that can play, but Bale's coming into a game like that, tries hard, but like up against a team where it's like we know we know how to kind of ice you out of a game. They're also very lane picky. Illawarra are notorious for picking the lanes, and that's mm. you watch Buford. He likes to swing the ball like cross court to find the open guy, and you know that works in the NBA maybe when you've got the floor spread, and but not not in FIBA. You can't swing the ball too much in FIBA. It's the the court's too clogged. It's not. It's not the same kind of style spread. Uh, the, you know, the three-point line's longer, you know, further out from the rim, so you get a little bit more of a spread. Whereas in FIBA, it doesn't really work like that. You can't mm. kind of swing cross court three times a game and expect not to get your your pocket pick. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very, less side to side and more yeah. like in and out, right? Like you got to yeah. be able to dribble in, dribble out, move guys in and out rather yeah. than side to side. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And he's got to learn that pretty quick, right? Yeah, it's different. It's definitely different to the G League. Uh, maybe he you know, didn't watch a hell of a lot of, of NBL, but, you know. It's, some, some I'm very... wondering if it's just style, right? It's style. Like, you know, yeah, and it's... it's also fitness. If you get this team playing fitter, faster, you can then kind of mid-season go, nah, let's slip this down and then let's pivot into another style. I feel like 40 kind of did that last year. Like, you had that team kind of playing hard, tough, and then slipped in. Oh, I've got some guys here. I can actually slip into a style. Which we're kind of seeing a little bit with Cairns. I've watched a couple of that those games, but he just ran out of ran out of men. And the other part too is this team already has that in their locker. Like, you know, we're down on guys. We've already got a camaraderie in this team, so it was good to see them. You know, with a couple of guys going down, still still battling hard in this game. Uh, yeah, Galloway got twelve minutes. It didn't feel like that. He did pretty much nothing. No points. Uh, one rebound. Minus five. And that's too many minutes, man. Well, it's just Galloway's a set shooter, right? And they just didn't find him. There was mm. just no finding. Um, and again, that's that's the lineups of, you know, Bawali Bales is kind of like that. Yeah, he's kind of like that Casper Ware style player where he gets in and out, you know, creates his own shot off the dribble. But he's not a guy that you put in a lineup with Jalen Galloway because Galloway is going to be that feet set corner shooter or feet mm. set shooter. That's that's a Shawnee Bruce lineup, but that's that second unit that you're talking about. But mm. we don't see clear second unit de- definition in this team at all. It's kind of just man it's, in, man out, man in, man out. Yeah, man. It's just, yeah. It's just a, like a 
the the lineup is the lineup at any given time. Yeah, and, yeah, and fully. After watching a lot of NBA, you can see why they do that kind of one and two unit sub one or two men. It's because you kind of build a bit of a style. It's like two teams, right? You've got team mm. A and team B, and they're always fighting in in they're fighting in, in practice. They're fighting out on the out on the, the court to stay on longer. And you, you you see that in in Dan Vickerman's lineups with Melbourne, definitely that style. Um, you see that in Perth lineups. But yeah, this this was just maybe he's just still finding his edge and 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 seeing what this team can do because we did not play a lot of preseason at all, so it's kind of hard to to get get a bit of a style going yet. But um, look, taking Illawarra to the fourth quarter when you know uh, they had a good night. Still pretty good. Yeah. What's your just general vibe on what this team's doing at the moment? It's still just yet to be established, I think. I think there'll be some some pushover teams. Um, I think defensively they do pretty well. I think that's one thing that's kind of cohesive. There's some breakdown, but that, again, is weird lineups of, of guys not really understanding what their place is and who they're supposed to be guarding because it's that quick in, quick out. Like if I was a player and there's three news players every two minutes, I wouldn't understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, either, you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of have got to have that set establishment of, okay, let's give these guys seven and a half minutes, get the, the second unit in halfway through the second quarter, you know, just get that flow of that game. Okay, is the second unit playing? We'll give them an extra minute. I, who knows who's in every three seconds? Mm. It's just, it's too, too weird, too weird. And I think it, it throws the players off their juju as well. Which we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of players starting to get hot and then get pulled, yanked, and then just like their juju was gone, and you know they came back into weird lineups. It's it works if we've got a team where the like you can bring guys in and out of a malleable kind of team of all the same size guys, all playmakers, guys that can score. But we've kind of got a team where there's certain guys that can do certain things, and once you take a guy off the court, you can tell one guy's out there that can't do pretty much everything and you're stuck like on that, like stuck with that guy and you're just kind of like, why is he out there? Um, But at the same time, like you're getting in these scenarios where we will create something and then you just like take a shot, you know, and then it's one guy. It's like, I'm open, I'm taking it. And then you're kind of like, that's not like, it's not great offense. Like, okay, take your shots because you're wide open. But at the same time, like it's not rhythm offense. And I, I like the way at least we're playing quickly because I think, if we can establish the speed, get the uh, get the like the longevity and the engine working, then we can kind of like be malleable. But you're obviously looking at Chase Buford going, okay, so you know when are you going to make that change up? If you're going to make that change up, I guess yeah. we can keep playing this kind of fast style and working hard that way. But at the same time, like it's two games in, we've got a big three game stretch now, which we're going to talk about. But I don't know, like what I've seen, I still am like. We've taken last year's roster and gone, right, this guy's going to play an entirely new, different type of way. And that type of way is run away from a bunch of the core of this team mm. where you, instead of going, oh, well, we'll take the core and we'll do this. And then on the way to, <clears throat> pardon me, there, we'll, we'll change the way we play. It's kind of like Chase Buford's come in and gone, we're just going to play this way. And you, if you can't play that way, it's going to take a season and then you're going to be, you know, we'll just get rid of you type of thing i feel like that's kind of happening there like i'm I'm just speculating but the the jarell martin thing man i just watch him and i'm just like you you can't make him run up and down the floor because it just doesn't fit with his style like he needs 
the game to be sort of slowed down. He needs to be put in these positions to score the ball. And that's how you get the most out of him. Otherwise, like you get him running around ragged and he just defensively too struggles. Like that's yeah. where like, oh, his head goes, oh, a couple of bad defensive plays. And then suddenly, you know, he's not calling for the ball, getting it. Because last year it was like, it was hesitation. It was step back. Like nobody knew how he was going to score the ball. Like the ball mm. would be tossed into him. And you'd just be like, wow, like like highlight scoring over the top of this guy. Like this is sweet, <laughs> but I just don't feel like there's room for that in this, this team. Yeah, I think also that he may almost fit off on a second unit but better than a first unit. Like play, play like kind of like high octane. Because Cooks is quite high octane. Remember those units? I was just thinking, remember those units last year of Bruce Cooks and, and Hunter? And you're just like, where is this basket coming from? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get into situations like that this year. And there are going to be situations like that this year where you're like, where is this basket? Where is this next basket coming from? Because we don't know really what these lineups are. They kind of, you know, are not really working together. And you can see it. You can see it in certain lineups that, you know, guys was kind of standing around like stun mullets just waiting for, you know, to shoot the ball. Mm. Anyway. Tom, Tommy V, 15 minutes. Pretty solid minutes, I thought. Nine points, yeah. four of nine. Um, defensively, just hustles. But if you look at the steals, this uh, Illawarra team, pardon me, 13 steals on the night to our five. Cleveland with five steals. Harvey, three steals. You know, uh, Sam Froling had two steals. Froling is an underrated, I think he's an underrated big. Like putting him up, pairing him up with, there with uh, Dior Breed, not necessarily in the same lineup, yeah. but putting him in the same team. Like he's got just the room to just be like, I don't need to be powerful. I don't need to be like, you know, running dudes ragged, scoring the ball with um, aggression. I can just get in these lanes, like perfect FIBA center, man, like yeah, for a guy who's yeah. kind of undersized. And then I, I just, to go back to our style, I just feel like you just put him in this team and it's just like he'd be the same as Jarrell. He'd just be like, no, 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 you're not using, like you can't, like Sam Froling needs yeah. to be in here. You need to get him the ball there. But, you know, we'll work on that. Other things, uh, Mature Maker did get some minutes, three minutes. There was a... Uh, uh, a Loba look maker misdiagnosis. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting that one. Holy oh, moly. Man. I was expecting like maker misdiagnosis, but not uh, Wani and uh, the makers. Holy it's, moly. It's, it's, mate, it's, it's going to get like that, isn't it? You know, there's, there's, imagine if Thon comes back and it's all three oh, makers. Dude, and... how good if we just picked up Thon? Nah, there's not a room. There's no room. <laughs> Can we just make it happen? Just make it happen. Um, and then McCurr maker rather getting 10 minutes and then a little bit dead back down to earth, I think. Saw his rawness. Yeah. Um, New Zealand, I was going to say, the Hawks' ability to like pinpoint him like and just be like, oh, I know, I know how to get you off the court. Yeah. A little hezzy, a little Jessup. And he was just like, all oh, right, yeah, that's where kind of makers' legs get a little bit, a little bit out of control. He gets a little bit um, run ragged. And that's, that's part of, going to be part of his growth process. Um, this season. Any other stats from this game? Not really. Dior Breathe, go off on Dior Breathe because you called it at the start of the season, MVP level center. Yeah, MVP level center. The dude could play in the NBA. He's not that far off. He's the, the Jock Landau of this year, really. He, he will stand out. He can stretch the floor. He can play around the rim. He's, you know, we saw him, you know, we saw him play for the Boomers. He's, there's no Gumby. There's no Gumby in there, and that's that's the that's the big thing. He doesn't make too many, you know, Gumby mistakes. He's kind of like the Nick K, just the perfect FIBA center. Mm. Where is uh, Nick K? Somebody get him to Sydney. What's he's playing. In, he's playing in Europe, man. He's playing high, mm. highly in Europe as well. Mm. He's, he's he's doing very well. He, he's yeah. He's he's a guy that would never make it in the NBA, but he's just he's one of the best 
FIBA centers in the world, FIBA mm. powerfuls in the world. It's just weird. It's just Com- chunk. Chunk just, and skill. Chunk skill and just being right place, right time, just mm. knowing your space on the court. Yeah, but um, we, we thought that of Jay Sean Tate, but look, man, he scored 34 points the other yeah, day. Yeah, dude. So. He's so good, though. As soon yeah. as that, the first three games, you and I were just like, the dudes should be in the NBA. Like, you can see it, the way he moved, his feet, the way he moved his body. How many white guys would just be like, Ugh! Like just get bumped out of the way and just be like, holy moly, this truck just hit me. And, and then he'd just be like, hey, thanks, yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, that's that's someone who needs to be playing in the NBA. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, tough, tough L, but we're going to we're gonna discuss this three-game series that's coming I, up. I, I believe it's a two-game. I got three on NBA, NBA, NBA website. That's, uh, that's good. It says uh, three games on the fantasy team too. So we've got Melbourne again on Thursday. Melbourne. And then we've got the Phoenix on Saturday. And then yep. Wednesday is the Jack Jumpers. So going south, 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 deep south. Uh, looking at that, I'm just going to actually get the NBL website up. And Melbourne again, like that came against the, that dunk, man. That was nasty on Dylan. Oh, yeah, man. That Mitch was Creed. a nasty dunk. And he loved it too. And I was kind of like, yeah, fair enough. Celebrate it. Um, Pete Ling coming through with the shoulder, giving him one. He didn't. He didn't go at Gallagher. He was just kind of going in the air. I thought it was very respectful. Oh, it was. Nah. It ha- it was I think it was fifty-fifty, right? It was. He kind of looked at Delia and remembered that that's his like friend. And, yeah, yeah. And then and, he went, okay, now I'm gonna. Yeah. But it wasn't one of those like legitimate rage dunks where someone rages on him and then like rages at him. Like we've seen him in the NBA where it's like they're they're good dudes, they know each other, and they still hulk up in front of each yeah. other. And then you're kind of like, but that's your mate. Like, it doesn't make sense. But, and then Peeling coming through with a really late, like, well, that's my dude. And just elbow. And I was, you know, unnecessary. But still, it was, it was a nasty dunk, man. It was a, and fair play to Dilly. I mean, like, it's it's easy to go. Um, he got absolutely posterized, but fair play for him to try. I have to say, though, I've watched, I've watched a bit of Dilly the last couple of games. He's getting a lot better. He's, he's looking, looking better. They need Golding, man. They need him back. Yeah, team is nothing without Goldie. I just and also Delhi just needs the team to play a certain way, and that team isn't like it's not NBL like caliber. It's not FIBA no. caliber, right? He just no. holds the ball for way too long, and a lot of just dribbling into the middle of nowhere, and it's just like three men like this, the center that's camping, and the, the guy hoping off the wing, and all of them are just like over the top of him like a harbor bridge, and you're like. We've seen this before, Dilly. Why do you keep doing this? You're doing this like four times a game. This doesn't make any sense. Um, but I guess when Golding comes back, that spacing is going to be a little bit better. Golding, I think, is still out. Yes. He's 40. He's think he's round four, four mm. or five with hamstring. Um, yeah. So the three week is Melbourne, which I think will be uh, an, uh, a good game, but it should be the win. The Phoenix, man. Zhao Chi had an absolute blinder of a game over the weekend. Monster Just, night. Just monster night. They look good, man. They do. Oh, broke off. I don't know what's happened to broke off, but I watched their game the other night. Yeah, he had two he years just... off playing basketball. But he, like, how many times did, like, for Dallas and even for Philly where you just, I oh, know he didn't really play for Philly in the preseason. But for Dallas, like, he'd get into the lane, get the ball, like, off the dribble playmaker, and you'd be like, yes, like, that's actual, like, legitimate NBA level playmaking. Like, this is good. We haven't seen any of that really for the Phoenix. Well, because he he, what, he he finished the game. His last NBA game was at the 
beginning of COVID when that got called off, but that was like beginning of what, 2020. Mm. And then he didn't play a game until last year and then he kind of got injured and he really hasn't had any game, like had a mediocre season last year. Mm. Um, you know, there's quality in there. It's just he hasn't found it yet. And uh, it's like Cam Besto, man. Cam Besto has been playing absolutely out of his mind. After out. last year, he looked like it was like washed. Um, yeah, he's been playing out of his mind for the 36ers. But, yeah, I don't know. This Melbourne team is like, you can you can never take it that you know Brokoff made made the you know made the NBA, Besto made the you can never write these guys off. They mm. can they've always got something in them that you you've got to you've got to take with a pinch of salt. But um, how old is Jachi? Twenty seven. Yeah, so he's middle aged, so he's not just like a young guy. No, no, no. He's he's played played Houston, played Houston, and then played in the Chinese league, like one defensive player of the year two years in a row in the Chinese league. So. Because there's someone playing for Toronto, I think, at the moment. That I thought that's who it was, but it's clearly not. Um, but, yeah, good, solid. That was a solid game. But once again, too, like, if you're a seven-foot center in the NBL and your team knows how to run FIBA and knows how to get that big to come out who's camping, like, you get alley-oops for days, man. If you know how to yeah. roll properly, you're just going to get alley-oops all day. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mate, where's the taco? Get the taco here. <laughs> you just love him way too much. Get Boban down here as well. Oh, twin oh, twin just, towers. Just twin, pass the board. Twin, twin satellites. Um, Camp City. So, yeah, t- tough stretch of games, man. Like, I kind of would expect us to beat this Melbourne team. Like, looking at this Melbourne team, you're kind of like, you're beatable and we really should be beating them um, on paper if we can get guys fit. Um, maybe not if we don't get guys fit, but this Phoenix team is going to be a real, real tough, tough one as well. I think we've got, kind of got the wood over the Phoenix too, don't we? We typically do have the wood over the Phoenix, but this, this, this team, is a different team. This is a different, different team. Definitely a different team. Um, um, they've, they've got some, they've got some good assets. I mean, the breakers look pretty bad though. So let's be. Yeah, floor let's be breakers. That, um, that's a lot of hustle in that team. A lot of heart. I got to admit yeah. The only thing with with um with the Phoenix is their bench death is pretty pretty woeful. Adam Pano, Smith Milner, uh, Tarangi, and Cam Glidden. Who Cam? Have they still got Huhu Liafa as well. Yeah, Ron he's Fireballs. playing. Yeah, Huhu Liafa is playing. Yeah, but again, that's that's the that's their only weakness is that it's a really kind of it's a big four. It's Creek broke off Munford and and she and. You know, a bit of Adnam who can be easily exploited on the defensive end. Yeah, so. true. But we don't and, necessarily have those big wings anymore, really. No, there's no Lazada, man. Do it, getting done for. Yeah, man. I forgot about that. We should have, we should have talked about that a few weeks ago. But yeah. yeah, it's just like there goes your NBA career, buddy. Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> that was just it was allegedly a um, miscommunication, right? It was no, like a he, warning, the warning defense, wasn't it? No, it was. Oh, no, it was that he went home and took some supplements. Yeah, yeah, it was like the warning type thing where it's like, oh, I didn't know what I was taking, man. And you're like, come on, warning! Like you came back six, eight months later, and you were huge. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I mean, as a spin bowler, does that really make a difference? Yeah, in huge, con- man. You can bowl, bowl more overs. Do the, yeah. do a few more of these ones. No, I, I love warning, you know, but but it was fucking obvious, man. <laughs> it was just like you're huge now. What the hell's going on? And he's like, no, nah, me mum told me to take this, and that that's a legitimate. Like now with so many supplements and that, 
I just see sorts of things like in UFC, all sorts of different things. And I'm just like, how easy would it be to just go, oh, vitamins? Yeah, okay. And then it's like, bang, just some random substance. It's like, ooh, that's the end of you. Like, they, re- they reckon that um, 40% of American supplements fail banned, banned te- substance mm. tests because they put in things like uh, pro-hormones and, and powders that, you know, stimulate um, testosterone in, in other ways that, you know, aren't typically banned substances. They're not injectables. Mm. But, yeah, that it's you can be picked up and, yeah, you really should as a professional athlete, know exactly what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. But it was in Brazil. So it could, it could have genuinely been like, she just gave me some stuff and I took it. And Yeah, yeah, I'd know. say warning defense for sure. Oh, sorry, sure. I didn't know what I was taking. And, I mean, he's had some back things. Like some, this you can psychologically kind of, you know, look at some players and go, oh, I can kind of see why you took that. And, you know... There's some people where you kind of look at duty and you're just like, I don't know if it's in you to take performance enhancing drugs. Anyway, um, this Jack Jumpers team, ooh, I watched that Taipans game and I was like, ooh, that's a that's a rough did, team. Did the, ty- did the Types win? They ended up winning 69-62. Dogfight. It was uh, a 13-6 uh, second quarter to the Jack Jumpers and then a 19-6 to Cairns third quarter. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like they were. I think they were up fourteen or or fifteen on the Jack Jumpers, and I was they just couldn't score the ball. And I was like, yeah. oh, rough. Um, Maggetti seems to be playing quite well, Josh Maggetti. Um, but the rest of that team is just like it's a it's a rough team. Magne struggling, McVeigh struggler. Um, Adams Steiner's, Steiner's yeah. not bad. Yeah, but still, he's streaky, man. Yeah, he's always been a streaky shooter. You know. It's like Jerich, just streaked. <laughs> so is Jerich still playing for the Taipans? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he sure is. He didn't play in that game against uh, the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, I, I'd say that the Jack Jumpers is an easy win, to be honest with you. I would like to see us just maul them, you know. Put some put some for and against up. Yeah, just, just looking at that team, you just like, we really should beat that team. So if we kind of lose to them, we'd be pretty disappointed. So what do you reckon? Three Three-game road, road trip? I think two two is realistic. I think we'll beat Melbourne. I think we'll have a hard show at, at Phoenix. I think the Phoenix have got a good home crowd as well now. If they're starting to build a bit of following down there, um, and then I think that we should easily um, beat the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, yeah, two two wins hopefully for that. Uh, let's just do a quick backtrack to the fan MVP. Uh, sorry, the um on the King's Dime MVP. On the King's Dine MVP. 3-2-1. Thomas Vidanovic won. I think he had a good game. I really do. Swakula Bullock. Two yeah. Swakula Bullock, yeah. And um, I'm going to have to go three for Cooks. Cooks really did, you know, play well defensively. Yeah. And tried to take the game over himself and almost did. But um, he's he's really a three ball away a three ball on some free throws away from NBA quality man he's such a good power forward he just his shooting style is just so atrocious yeah his shooting is a real worry man like, yeah he, you can see it's even in his head now he, he's hesitating on threes I'd like to just say say to him man shoot it like I'd love to be standing yeah. right next to him when he gets it wide open and just be like shoot it just shoot it yeah. don't even think about it just shoot it nobody cares if you're gonna miss it no yeah. one cares. I don't care if you care. I don't care if the coach cares. I don't care if the Kings die on the Kings dime cares. No I'd cares. just love to be there just going, shoot it. Just don't even think about it. Because that's what he needs, man. You can tell he's in his head, in his own head now. And if he was an elite 
two step to the rim type player. He he's a really good kind of you know two and three step to the rim. The spins there, but it's a tiny little bit out of control. Yeah. Um, if he was elite getting to the rim, I'd go okay, fair enough. Like make them come out to you, fair enough. Make them respect you, and then beat them off the off the dribble. But they're still like a teams know now. They're like he's not going to shoot threes, and I'd love to just be there, just go and shoot it. Like, yeah, keep people honest, shoot it. I don't even care if it's going to miss. Just it's keep shooting. Bench. It's the Ben Simmons effect because then you clog the lane for everyone else. Pretty much. Um, so I went with Glover for three points. Thought he deserved that. Uh, and then Wani for two, pardon me, and then Tommy V gets my one. Who who are we saying that just gets one every week? Was it Tommy V? Tommy V. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy V always gets one. <laughs> Solid. Just every you week. You expect nothing and he always delivers. So it's just like happy <laughs> you nothing. expect anymore. nothing. That's such a good way to explain it too. Expect um, nothing, and when he delivers, you're like, "That's mad." <laughs> yeah, awesome, nice one. And then when it's bad, you're just like, "Yeah, but it's Tommy." Like, it's, it's you know, it's bad. Um, thanks everyone for the uh, fan MVP too. We'll keep we'll keep pushing that out. Don't be shy, everyone out there listening along at home. Get in there and give us your three, two, ones, even if we lose. And I've opened up a new category for the refs. <laughs> Someone was like, "Refs, refs, refs." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Like, it's going in there." Um, so let's see if the refs can claim that uh, fan MVP. And I think we'll open it up for us too. Um, we'll uh, we'll use the refs as well. Okay. Now tips. I'm struggling. My uh, my voice is struggling. So let's get these tips out of the way, and I'll go and uh, make myself a cup of tea and go to bed. Uh, the first game Thursday night, United at no United at home to the Kings. Hello. Kings, man. It's so hard not to tip the Kings, but I think yes. they're gonna win this game. Uh, Hawks and the Breakers. Hawks. Hawks for me. Also, Perth at home to Bullets. Now, this is another one. Yeah, I'm going to Perth. Man. Perth look good, man. Perth lost against the Bullets in that overtime game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they'll come back from that. You yeah, just can't count them back. out. I just, yeah. yeah, they'll bounce back. It's, they took some bad shots at the end of that game, too. Where I was yeah. just like, what are you doing, Perth? What is this? This is not the Perth I know. Uh, Kings at home to Phoenix. At home, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Kings. Kings three times this week. Why not? Uh, let me just double check that. Why do I feel like that's not right? Uh, my internet's decided to just lag a little bit. Uh, no, no, it's a kudos. It is a kudos bank arena. Uh, you go on Kings. I am yes. I'll go Kings as well. I think. I wouldn't be uh, surprised if the Phoenix get up on that one, and then Taipans at home to the thirty sixes. Me, oh, it's a bit of a types. The uh, 36ers beat the breakers, they looked rough, man. In that, I'm gonna go types as well, just just to grab my first first piece of types action. Remember a couple of years ago where it was just types, 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 oh, types, so good, types, man. and then we got on the bandwagon and they just went to just absolute dog turn. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, United at home to the breakers. 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 Wow. I'm going United for that one. Because uh, United did win, didn't they? They won one game, I think. Have they? No, they haven't. They just had that one game against the... Uh, they're 0-2, so they'll bounce back for me. Bullets at home to the Hawks. Yeah, Bullets. Bullets. Wow. I'm going Hawks. Riding that Hawks train. Uh, Perth's at home to the Jack Jumpers. 
And then the Kings rounding it out at home to the Jack Jumpers. I feel yeah. like that's not right. Let that's not just, right, is it? That doesn't seem let right. Me do, let me double check that one. Uh, it's I'm going off the fantasy list, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Well, the round three ends on the NBL. Yeah, app. kudos. So <laughs> we don't go all the way south. We come back after going to Melbourne. And the Jack Jumpers come to kudos for the first time ever. I'm going Kings anyway. Kings, yeah, but there seems to be yeah. Round three ends, type ends versus thirty sixes on the NBL app. On the site, it's here, right here, right now. I'll even uh, I'll I'll break out the uh for those watching at home. I'll break out the uh, the two cam plus media. Ah, uh, doesn't work. Damn. What am I? What am I? I gotta remember which one it is. It's been a long time since I've done this. Eh? Yeah, no, you're right. Jack Jumpers and is round three. Yes, it is. It's just weird. It's just not coming up in the app. Yeah, so yeah the app's gone a bit funky this year. Yeah, so it is It is Kings Jack Jumpers. Is, it finishes round three. So Jack Jumpers pay on the Sunday and then on the Wednesday. Have you noticed that as well in the app where, like, the games are just kind of like they don't come up as a game anymore? It's just like it's these two teams are playing each other and you're like, yeah, I want to know what's happening in the game. Show me the game. What the hell? <laughs> yes. um, and that, yeah, that's the final game of the round. Uh, so another another big week, massive week of tips. Uh, it was a it was a six game first week, seven game, and then this one is a nine game. A lot of points on offer. And I think that about wraps it up. For another another week, tough tough loss, but I think we've got a huge stretch here to bounce back, beat Melbourne, have a have a good show against the Phoenix, and then trounce the Jack Jumpers at home. Sounds good. Uh, just a reminder: you can join our fantasy league on fantasy NBL fantasy. That's what it is, right? The mm-hmm. NBL fantasy. Um, yep. We'll repost and we'll share the code to join. Try and get as many people in there. There is a prize too if you want to. Join that. There is a prize to if you win that. Um, I'm really bad at fantasy, so you're always going to beat me. So that's going to be funny. You can give me abuse um, just to lord it over me because I'm terrible at it. Uh, and tipping uh, and fan MVP too. Don't be scared to get in on fan MVP. Give us a three, two, one. Um, keep that going. We'll try and get as many in there as we can this season, and we'll try and get that updated and unveil that at the end of the season. And as always, you can find us on Facebook. We're live right now on Facebook. You can watch us in replay on Facebook and on YouTube and in audio format. You can also find us on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify and to Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. If you want to listen to the audio version, I'll put them up after this. And, oh, we've got comments. David Knight, Bruce or Kadi? Bruce. Bruce. I like Kadi. I like Kadi, uh-huh. but... Um, yeah, I kind of like Sean Bruce, just his size, power, plays defense a little bit better. Kadi, in the right team, Kadi, like if Kadi had his own team, yeah, sure. But in a team yeah. with Sobe, it's a little bit just like, stand in the corner, Kadi. Like, yeah, okay, boss, no worries. And then, you know, doesn't shoot the ball. Um, yeah, so that's the end of another episode. We'll be back next week, next Monday, to round out the, the huge round coming up. Um, maybe, I don't know, what, what day is that game on, actually? Wednesday, the game. It's a Wednesday. So let's, we'll wait till the end of the week. Maybe do a Friday or something like that. 
Yeah, just, oh, um, Friday's right a Christmas, Christmas Eve Sunday. special. And and we'll do Thursday. We'll do Thursday. Thursday, right. Thursday. Um, yeah, and as always, we will see you guys next time. On the King's Dock.